Good afternoon. Welcome to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. We're going to jump right into topic this, uh, the, this afternoon, Jim, because this is a brilliant one. We were a wee bit late, delayed there trying to get um, the content together because there's a lot to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Today we're going to talk about talking yourself to health, your wealth, and ultimately your happiness as well. So this is a really good subject, and I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of people today that are watching and if it's on the reruns and things. So let's let's di just dive right in, Jim, really. I mean, talking to yourself initially. I mean, people kind of stigmatise that, and we've all heard the saying, like, oh, the, the, talking to yourself, it's first sign of madness and things as well. And there's a lot of sayings like that. And, but, and they, say, they say the second sign is hairs on the palm of your hand. <laughs> and, right. and the third sign is actually looking for them. <laughs> there's no well, way here's there ever going to be in the palm of your hands <laughs> yeah so um yeah there's a lot i mean everything that we cover there's always some sort of saying or something that's um ingrained in everybody's brain from obviously growing up and hearing all these things but yeah. and that's what kind of programs people to believe that that's true um so as talking to yourself really a sign of madness or is it something that's really beneficial yeah. to your growth as no, an individual no. Look at look at what we do every day. You're not telling me every single day we don't have a conversation in our mind, yeah, with ourselves, mm -hmm. and you don't even realise it's happening. But you do often catch yourself saying certain things like uh, quite negative. Um, mm -hmm. You always, you know, the classic example is people put themselves down. You know, immediately they go, "Oh, I'm always like that. I'm always, I'm always getting it wrong." Yeah, that's that's self-talk. Always getting it wrong. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of things to to do with self-talk. Always getting it wrong. Um, you think about you, you just you just you just start defeating yourself. It's the classic example is when a lot of people use the words, um, "Oh, it was a nightmare." Oh my God! Please do not use the word. It was a the phrase. It was a nightmare because even I mean, you could be the it could be the the the, the slightest thing. I, I mean, a minute thing, and people mm -hmm. actually put it in the context of it's a nightmare. And immediately when you tell yourself it's a nightmare, your mind goes to work on believing that that certain circumstance that happened is a nightmare. So if it's only a small, minute thing, the first thing it's going to think about when it comes to a bigger thing is like, never mind a nightmare. This is a this is a, a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. That automatically categorizes something as a lot more than what it actually is. And, and that's how your mind then obviously processes it and looks at it. Um, and it can have a knock on effect on you. But um, but yeah, the the um, the negative self talk. I mean, people are so self critical uh, nowadays. I think even more so than maybe they have been in previ previously. I think it's a lot to do with society and social media. And there's a lot of things that people really put themselves down. And like you say, negative self talk can be really detrimental to yourself. And and ultimately, if you're on a journey and trying to achieve goals, do not bring yourself down. It's the worst thing you could do. I think it's one of the main reasons that most people in our society are actually suffering from illnesses yeah. because of the negative, the negativity and the self-talk that they actually talk to themselves all about um, and they, they talk themselves into a position where they're ill. Um, yeah. You see it every time. Uh, here's a classic example, and I talked about mm -hmm. this last night, and, and it's, it's, it's well known and it's been around for years. Uh, they did a study. Now, so they did a scientific study. And what they did was they maybe got a thousand patients. It was maybe a hundred or 200, 500, a thousand or whatever. It doesn't matter how many you can get. But what they did was they got everybody from a particular background and then with a particular illness. Mm -hmm. And then what they did was for half of that, half of the amount of people, they actually said to themselves, okay, here's the cure for it. And they actually gave them the proper cure or, or the proper medicine for this. The other half, they actually gave them a placebo. I'm just going to say effectively that. just you know just a, a sweetie but but it was doctor it was administered by doctors so they th these people were convinced that that was going to heal them and what they found was the conclusive results of that and, and you can again people can look this up was there was actually just as many people healed with the placebo in other words the fake medicine than there was with the people actually with the medicine them, themselves that's interesting and that's what you, these people talk about, the placebo effect, and that's an example of that. Most doctors actually say to themselves, when, when a patient comes in, almost 99 times out of 100, um, it can be solved with their own thinking, or their own mm -hmm. mindset. 
And I know that now I am not for one minute saying to someone, if you've got cancer and you're on chemo, stop your chemo right now. Here's a disclaimer. That's not going to happen. Remember, you know, you have to listen to your doctor, let's be honest. But most doctors actually believe in the placebo effect and the fact that the mind will heal you more than actually the medicine will on, on most occasions, because a lot of it is in the mind. You know, the classic is this is why they've got a huge crisis in the uh, NHS system just right now with the mm-hmm. amount of overload that the doctors have. Were people convinced almost to a point where they're hypochondriacs? They're convinced yeah. that they're ill every single day. And with the advent of social media and Google and and the internet, they can they can look up and find the illness they've got and self-diagnose themselves before they can get to the doctor. Yeah. How many people have actually done that? Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> Put your hand up. It's like yeah. you know, googling, googling symptoms is not person, a good thing to do. Every single person has looked up their symptoms at some point in time and found out they've got an incurable illness. Yeah. Until they actually put it into perspective, speak to a doctor or somebody actually is properly medically trained, and then they go, "No, it's nothing like that at all." <laughs> Here, just spend a couple of days of rest in your bed, and you'll yeah. be fine. And this is why they say, if your symptoms change or they get worse, then get back to me. This is why this is this is why they've set up just the the, the phone line. This is why you've got NHS twenty four. So people, you can just phone people, and literally they can they can deal with the the self-diagnosed people and the hypochondriacs, and and this is why they've got that system in place because if they didn't, they would overload the the health system completely. Yeah, so got a lot to do with self-talk. Yeah, and and we say about the, the negative self-talk and things, and that's the knock-on effect of that is people. I mean, you hear so much about people who have got high anxiety or people who, who have convinced themselves that they've got OCD. I hear that so much, and I'm like, yeah. how do you know you've got OCD? Have you how many people self-diagnose themselves as, oh, I've got yeah. an OCD problem, oh, yeah. I've got an ADHD problem, oh, yeah. I've got Asperger's, oh, I've got autism. It's like, it's like, okay, is that a diagnosis from a doctor? No, I just, I just like, I, I, you know, I think I, I think I have. And then, then they go in, I remember, honestly, I, I remember at one point in time, and it was a wee while ago, I went through the questionnaire for um, autism mm-hmm. and I went right off the scale. And then <laughs> I started to self-diagnose and started to yeah. talk about different things, you know, that and, and about, oh, this is why I'm like this and this is why I'm like that. And then I started to act differently. I noticed that. I started mm-hmm. to compensate because that's what, that's what I've, I've already, oh, I've, I've self-diagnosed and now I've got it. And now, wait a minute, I've, I, whatever it is, I've always had it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just me. This is why you get to someone and they go, no, that's just like everybody else. And you go, but I want to own that because that's a nice <laughs> front chuck. And, you know, seriously, there's yeah. people out there and, and I'm, 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 I've done it. We've all, I bet you we've all been guilty at some point in time. No, I want to own that because that's what defines me. And that's what possibly makes me a bit more special than mm-hmm. other people. That's what separates me. Yeah. That's what that's what makes me noticed. See how see how people are. This is this is why you, you have uh, um, Munchausen Munchausen by proxy. That Munchausen by proxy. That's what that's the next. That's the extreme version of the self diagnosis and hypochondria and thing. And I was going to come to that. Yeah, that's so. Um, but yeah, and that could be quite. That's why people start to project illnesses on other people in order to mm-hmm. in order to obviously have some sort of worth about them. Um, but what it's doing is actually keeping you ill. It's keeping you really ill. Yeah, thanks, Sean. You're Sean's comment. Yeah, generally. Aye, I'm special, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Fine. I'm definitely special. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and extreme circumstances that Munchausen by proxy. And that's I watched a program where this a woman was uh, like that with a child, and it was quite a scary story and things, and didn't really have the best ending and things. But that's how it could escalate. And it was all because she was totally obsessed with diagnosing or, or thinking that there was something wrong with her child, all these different things. And anyway, but um, yeah, that's an, that's quite an extreme case, obviously. But that's what negative self-talk and this the hypochondriac type thing um, could could do to somebody or do to somebody else close to them. But that's what, um, yeah, what are you going to say? 
this subject all came about because I was I was watching Diary of a CEO, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've known about it for most times, but I I I watched the podcast about uh, Dr. Tim Spector. Yeah. Now, Dr. Tim Spector is a professor of genetics, uh, and he's an author as well, and he's wrote many books about it. But but what what he truly believes is the health of your body can actually repair you um, overall. So it's and, he, and it's a lot to do with your mind as well. So he goes on about that, about how how the micro mic, microbiotics and in, in your in your stomach and and your body and that will actually heal you a lot quicker than actually medicine will. Um, so this actually got me into thinking he's a nutritional scientist and the mm-hmm. whole thing. And when I was watching more and more of this podcast, I was thinking to myself, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, let me just show you a picture of what happened to me um, a wee while back. It was 2015. I actually came off my bike. And I'll tell you a bit more about this um, for most people. And and uh, this is what happened when I came off my bike. That I, do you know, we spoke about this before we come on, and I've not seen that picture for a long time. So um, I, ripped, I ripped my face open. And for people, let, let's just uh, let's just let people on um, on social media see this as well. See if I can flip the camera. That was me when I came off my bike. So that mm-hmm. is that ripped the side of my face open. I was yeah. lucky to still be alive. So this is for the people I'm just doing on TikTok and stuff like that. Um, and I'll let them. I'll come back to that. So that's what you've seen on TikTok. Uh, for the people on Instagram, I'll just flip this round as well so they can see it. So this is what happened when I came off my bike. Um, was that again, Jim? Literally ripped my face off, um, and and that was uh, I, I basically I just got carried away. I went into a corner on my push bike, believe it or not. I went into a corner at around about twenty-five to thirty mile an hour, a right-angle corner in the wet with slick tires on on my racing bike, on my road bike. Mm-hmm. How stupid could you be? And I just thought I could bank this around a corner like a motorbike because I was fully euphoria at the time. This is another mm-hmm. thing. Don't listen to music when you're on your bike, <laughs> especially uh-huh. music that will pump you higher. Because <laughs> I was listening, to, I was listening to um, um, David Guetta, you know, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So I was listening to David Guetta, and I was pumping through my veins, and the whole thing was getting my hyped up. And I went into this corner, and literally, I blacked out, and you could see what happened at the end. Of it. That was sitting in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. So, how is it that a week later, that's how I was? That's amazing. So that was just in one week. That's a week later. So here's the week later for the people there. That's what was a week later. How on earth was that able to repair itself so quick? Let me see you on the week later for the TikTokers. Uh, this is me a week later after ripping my face open. So this is this got me to thinking, how on earth is it possible within a week for your whole body to repair to that mm-hmm. state? from that and that was i had to get my eye stitched as well my eye was my eye my skin was hanging off and the the surgeon had to come back and i had to get a specialist to stitch all my skin back in into place so my eye wouldn't squint or out of, out of shape mm-hmm. so how is it possible that a week later it you know that that could happen and i think it's a lot to do with my health my um how i how i and also how i think mm-hmm. as well so a lot to do with your health a lot to do with your how you think a lot to do with um how good your body is at repairing and i think it comes down to and, and i know somebody actually mentioned is eat a good diet and genetics hence a fast recovery yeah. i think genetics is learned I think your body learns how to repair itself quickly based on how healthy you treat your, how you treat your body and how you train your body to be able to do that. And plus a real good mindset involved as well. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of discipline. If you believe it's something is possible, you're almost 80 to 90 percent there. All you need to do is all about executing what you wanted to do and keeping doing it and disciplining yourself with consistency. And I think that comes into recovery as well. And that's why you recover quickly. So, you know, there's no surprise when I, you know, I used to cut my hands, you know, I used to play a bit with the cats and used to rip my hands open, but you would get huge gashes and everybody would go, oh my God, you've got total rips in your hand. And two days later they were gone. So it's a a fast recovery 
But I do think you train your body to do that by conditioning it, and it can be done. It, it, be, it can be learned. I think that's the best way to say mm-hmm. this. This can be learned how to do this. There's people out there right now that are convinced they've got a healthy body because they maybe do triathlon, or they maybe do running, or they maybe do swimming, or they maybe do walk, walking every day. But the health of your body, in my opinion, is, and, and most experts probably as well, is how quick your body recovers from any illness or any damage, so to speak. Yeah. That's your true health. If you're convinced that you're healthy because you do all these fitness regimes and probably because you eat well, but it takes you a long time to recover, then you're not healthy at all. No matter what you're doing, no matter what diet you're eating, no matter what training you're doing, no matter what health regime you've got, you are not healthy. Yeah, I think I think a good indicator for your, the level of your health, like you say, Jim, I think if you're really susceptible to just the cold or it takes you a really long time to get over a cold, that's a good indicator to the fact that maybe your, your body's not as healthy as it should be. And listening to your story there, I think outside out, outside the, the mindset and the positive thinking of uh, repairing yourself or, or getting better, I know that you do, you do a lot of juicing, you juice every day. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. We went to see him in uh, London, the guy that done the juicing. Um, juice Master. Ah, yeah. Juice Master, Jason Vale. So juice do, you master that, do you think that has a, um, a effect on how? Profound. Yeah. Profound, no doubt about it. I've been juicing um, for maybe over 10 years. Yeah, it will be, yeah. And literally, I drink a pint of cold pressed juice almost every single morning. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Now, if anybody wants to know about Juice Master and about what what juicing can do for you, then just look up Jason Vale, Juice Master. Jason Vale. Uh, the, the best documentary to watch on him is Super Juice Me, where he took people from the backgrounds of, you know, like extreme diabetes, extreme hypertension, extreme high blood pressure, and all these different backgrounds. He yeah. really, he went and got really people, he, he got them all to submit what they're on, all the 26 medications and all the rest of it, all the pills they take every day, and he got them to submit them, and he said he picked the right people with the biggest ailments and said, okay, I'm going to superduce you for 28 days. You're going to come to my retreat, and I'm going to put you on this diet. I'm going to put you on this. I'm going to put you on this 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 super juice me um, regime. Uh, now, again, you can watch it for yourself. But at the end of it, it's like, my God, you want to see the difference in these people. A lot of them never needed their medication ever again. So what does that tell you? Did, did you know that most health experts and, and medical and even pharmaceutical companies know that nine out of 10 plants actually provide all our medicine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But nine out of 10 plants, nine out of 10 plants, nine out of every 10 plants, 90% of our plants provide the medication that we need to heal ourselves. So why is it we are taking manufactured pharmaceuticals in? Because it's profit. Yeah, you, you hear a lot about um, the benefits of ginger and turmeric and, and things like that for, for helping certain ailments and, and health issues. So what the pharmaceuticals do is let's find out the properties of that, let's synthesize it, and we'll sell it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. For a natural fact, you can go down to your local Lidl's and buy it. Yeah. Next to nothing. <laughs> but we don't realize the value yet because we get it for free. It's the NHS that gets charged. Mm-hmm. And this is why the NHS is overloaded with huge, huge bills because of the, all the medical, all the medicines they're having to buy in order to, in order to basically cure something that we had in the first place anyway down your local shop or in your local supermarket now i'm not saying that's going to happen for everyone but it's certainly what i've found over the years that i've found it's helped me by juicing so super juice me is probably the one that i would watch everybody now i'm going to i'm going to talk about margaret and bob hall now margaret and bob hall's from st andrews now mm-hmm. margaret if you're watching if anybody knows margaret and bob um i remember going to see margaret and bob to sell their house and Bob sat on that couch, and Bob was pretty pretty big um, in terms of his weight and stuff like that. But all Bob did was sweat and sweat and sweat sitting on the couch. And I thought, I've seen this before. Now, my friend Martin basically died of a heart attack just, you know, in his early 40s, his middle 40s. And it's because he was extremely overweight. Martin used to just fall asleep at his desk 
because his body couldn't sustain the weight. So he just he just used to fall asleep right in front of you. One. Oh, sorry, back in the room. Um, and it was basically because of his weight. And there's no surprise he died of a heart attack. And and that's why, because he was he was extremely overweight. But Martin always insisted that he could never ever he could never ever sort the problem. And he showed me photographs when he was younger. He was super thin and healthy and fit and cycling and running and all the rest of it. And I'm like, how, how is that possible? Why did, how does that happen? And it's a lot to do with this. It's a lot to do up here. It's mm -hmm. a lot to do with connection as well with other people and having a social connection. If you don't have social connections, then you tend to go to other things in order to give you that that feeling. Yeah. You know, that's why sugar, alcohol, cigarette, you know, yeah. gambling addictions, um, you know, alcohol addictions, drug addictions. You mm -hmm. tend to think that's what comes on the back of all that because it's human connection that most people, everybody craves. And if you don't have that connection, you have to find that that that's something else. Why people are addicted to social media. Why they want to post themselves all the time on Instagram. You know, well, hey, look at me. And, and all the filters. And it's like, you know, you're, they're, looking for, they're looking for appreciation and justification from other people. And this all comes back again to mindset. And this comes back to the happiness thing, as we mm -hmm. talked about in here. But really, everything I think drives from your health. So going back to the Superduce Me, and I'm sitting there with Bob, and I said to Margaret, you know, what's what's going on, Bob? And, and Margaret says, well, you know, basically, his, his blood pressure and his cholesterol is sky high. He was up about nine. Now, your cholesterol would be normal. It's like four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was at nine. Yeah. yeah, his cholesterol was at nine, and his blood pressure was sky high as well. It was astronomical. And I said to Margaret, because Bob won't watch anything. Bob's, you know, Bob's old school. I love Bob. Um, and Margaret, so Margaret says, I'm going to watch Superduce Me. So Margaret watched Superduce Me, and I went back to see them two weeks later, and it's like, yeah, I'm off my medication. He wasn't sweating. He wasn't doing anything. And I was like, oh, shit. What just happened? <laughs> and with the juicing, obviously, yeah. My blood pressure's down. My my um my cholesterol's down at normal now, and it's like whoa what what just happened there? Honestly, I I I would not have been able I would not have been able to believe what I saw and superduced me if I hadn't seen it done in real life with Bob and Margaret. Yeah, I could not believe the change in this guy. I thought he was going to run out the door and start a hundred meter run. <laughs> yeah. How he felt and himself, and he just felt really hyper and overwhelmed and. And, and, I, and I personally don't think the doctor believed it either um, at that time. So this this reinforced all the things that I was doing. Um, so I've been juicing for um, all these years. Now, I have moved for people out there who want to understand how this happened. Um, juicing is quite bad for you if it's done wrong. Let's be let's be honest about that. So juicing, mm -hmm. juicing is bad for you if it's not done correctly. So this is the way it's done correctly. You need to combine fiber with the juice. You cannot do things like I'm going to juice an apple. I'm going to juice, a, you know, I'm going to juice an orange. I'm going to juice a mango. I'm going to juice, I'm going to do all the fruit and I'm going to juice it all and I'm going to drink it all. And that's really healthy. That will kill you, literally, because you're absorbing all that sugar intake that glucose it's not glucose it's fructose and all the rest of it fructose, yeah, you're, you're absorbing that straight away into your system and you're giving yourself an overload you're giving yourself a, what's called a sugar spike you may mm -hmm. feel fantastic at that time but literally you may as well just taking cocaine yeah because you'll crash eventually yeah, yeah again i'm not i'm again i'm not endorsing taking cocaine instead of <laughs> yeah, <that. no. laughs> but so what should so what should that. you do to do the fight to get the fiber intake things when you're juicing what what type of things and how should you be doing it so i started off on the on the the sugars and the fruits mm -hmm. and, and i got used to juicing and it was a high speed juicer so it's one mm -hmm. of these ones that go really fast and yeah. separates everything but they're not really taking any fiber with it they're just taking the juice out so literally you're just getting juice and everything else is getting dumped so what you need to do is you need to cold press juice what i found you need to cold press it now a cold press juicer it's quite a bit of money to do but mm -hmm. i've had mine for over 10 years now so it cost me 189 quid when i bought it so literally it's cost me 19 pound a year yeah for that for that and i've still got it and it's got a 20-year guarantee on it so why would i not use it and it's literally like a big corkscrew mm -hmm. so you're putting everything and feeding in the top and then you're you're 
you're putting it down and it goes into the big corkscrew and it does it slowly. So now the fact that it does it slowly then takes all the nutrient it's necessary out, but all the salt, mostly all the soluble fiber as well. Now you need the soluble fiber to get into your system in order to slow down the effect its sugars will have when you absorb them. Or what will happen is your pancreas will be overloaded and then you'll get a sugar spike and then also it'll go, holy shit, we can't even use this all at the same time. Store it mm. as far. That's what it does to your body. Stores it as far. Now, please, I am not a medical professional. Yeah. I have done a wee bit of research on this. So if you need more information, superduce me. Yeah, Jason's the superduce me. Yeah, the one to talk to, the one to see, because he knows what he's talking about. They've got people on board with that. So, but I don't, I don't do all fruit. I do mainly veg and adding a bit of fruit for a wee bit of a wee bit of you know sweetness in it. So what I'm doing is every single morning, I'm taking about an, you know a couple of inches of courgette. I'm taking half a cucumber. I'm taking a handful of spinach, a handful of kale, and then I'm also taking um, a golden delicious apple. A uh, carrot, a uh, half a lemon with the rind on, wash all the wax off. Uh, ginger, a couple of centimeters of ginger, raw ginger, not made up stuff, raw. Uh, and then I'm also taking um, as well uh, um, broccoli. Now, I'm not going for the broccoli stems, I'm going for the thing that everybody chucks away, which is the core stem, which has got all the nutrition in it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also going for a slice of pineapple. So see how the slice of the pineapple, but a, a centimetre, two centimetres, a slice of pineapple in there, put it in. I don't take all the rind off because the, the juicer does all that for you. So I don't need to do that. The juicer does everything for you. So then the juicer takes everything out and it puts it into a large container and it puts all the pulp out. Now, if you've, got, if you've, got, if you've got hens and stuff like that, it's fantastic because all you do is you leave out, you leave out um, the... You leave out the lemon, you leave out the ginger, because the hens can't take that, and the hens can take everything else. So you get all them first, you dump that off to the hens. The hens are, the hens have basically got super juice me as well. <laughs> the hens love this. They get all their nutrient out of that. They become super hens and super layers, and your your eggs are far superior as opposed to what you get in the supermarket. So if you got you get rescue hens, that's how you do it if you're super if you're juicing. Now that then goes to them. So I then put that in later on, the ginger and the lemon, once I've dumped up to the hens or the or the pulpit comes out. Because uh, they still get something out of that. Then I'll take that juice and then I'll put it into a blender. And then I'll put in an avocado. So basically, avocado, scoop all the interior out, put the avocado in there. I'll then put a teaspoonful, a tablespoon of hemp powder, or everything's organic on the mm -hmm. hemp powder, a teaspoonful of turmeric, teaspoonful of beetroot powder, teaspoonful of uh, 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 morange powder, a teaspoonful of wheatgrass as well. And so these are all the things that I'll put in and then I'll blend it. And then I pour that into a pint glass. Now this sounds really laborious, but literally I could do that in 20 minutes and be finished and cleaned up and done. So yeah. 20 minutes to get that every single morning. How long does it take you to have your breakfast? Probably a lot longer. So that's what I've done every single morning for that reason. So the, the reason that I blend with the avocado now, because you can't juice an avocado, but you need that. So an avocado is really good for the oils. It has the essential oils and fats and everything yeah. else. Yeah, so you good need fat. oils, you need fats, and you need, there's lots of nutrients in avocados. And there's also lots of nutrients in the powders that you get as well, which will add to that. Now, the great thing is because you're getting a lot of uh, diverse vitamins and uh, nutrients and, and and fats and all these things uh, you find that there's a cross-pollination between them all when it hits your body because there's certain types of uh, vitamins that need other vitamins to be able to absorb them yeah that's key but also you're eating that soluble fiber so it's slowing down the absorption of all these nutrients Therefore, it's healthy for the rest of the day. It's a healthy meal for you. Like a slow, slow, a slow release thing, yeah. Slow release, yeah. So what I'm next, I could talk about this. Um, so the next thing out of that is what's happening here? In order 
Um, I'm trying to get back my train of thought where I am. So when I'm drinking that, it's down, but I chew at the same time. Okay. Now you're thinking, why would you chew drinking juice? Well, the reason that you chew is because it sets off the enzymes in your stomach. Because every time you chew, your saliva starts, your enzymes in your stomach start, and therefore it starts to break down and take out all the right nutrient. If you just drink this in a one without chewing at all, there's no enzymes in your stomach. There's no there's no lining of your stomach. There's nothing to prepare you for food coming in or anything like that. Therefore, you just basically dump everything more than likely. So you want to prepare it. So you have to chew at the same time as you're doing it. Uh, that's essentially you need to do that again another thing i've been taught of a juice master yeah i've heard about that before and it's obviously as soon as you do the chewing action your brain then obviously sends to your stomach there's food coming and that's why chewing gum's not good for you because you're chewing and chewing and chewing and your your stomach thinks there's food coming and there's not and you've got excess um enzymes and um stomach acid and things being produced so i've heard about that before and, and this is where it talks about gut health Mm -hmm. So again, Dr. Tim Spector, please look him up. Dr. Tim Spector talks about gut health and, mm -hmm. and having the right uh, macro, macrobiotics and stuff like that and the right microorganisms within your gut. Now, apparently, there was like there was like maybe 50 different microorganisms in their gut. Now he's identified almost 200 different types. And they know exactly the good types and the bad types to have. Hence the reason why they've got a product called Zoe. So most people will begin to hear about this, about Zoe. Zoe mm -hmm. is a professional monitoring system for people that want to be a lot healthier. Now, it's obviously a membership package. It's endorsed and sponsored by Steve Bartlett. He's one of the investors in the company. But but he's been running Zoe for a lot of years. And now they're bringing it into the mainstream public. And people can actually monitor their gut health and make sure they're good. Because remember, your serotonin in your mind, which is your happy drug that you get every single day, is actually delivered and produced by your gut. I never knew that. Like, Sorry, what? But it's in your mind. Surely, if it's in your mind, the serotonin, how could it be produced by your gut? But it does it every day. And serotonin is what you need to make you content and make you feel happy and make you feel everything is okay. It's when people have depletion of serotonin, which is usually caused by stress, lack of sleep, poor diet, lack of health unhealthiness so when you've got well, you've got lack of serotonin that's when you start to become paranoid you become you know you become uh, angry all the time you don't understand when you get up uh, you just like you're you're you've got this huge immense weight on your head and it's almost in a depressive state and that's why people get a uh, chronic depression because it's usually the lack of serotonin but you could see how that comes on because it's lack of sleep and it's all the thing. And and when you walk that all back to the very beginning about how how you've got lack of serotonin in the first place, and then you've got depression as a result, mm -hmm. most of it because of here, the six inches between your ears, yeah, brain. It's all causing it because everything's driven from the brain and how you think and how you operate and how you how your mindset is overall. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you can see how that could spiral downwards for someone and how it could spiral into that 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 way. So this is all about producing serotonin within your gut as well in order. But but serotonin is produced every single day, by the way. It's not something you retain. It it gets depleted throughout the day. So as a car is fueled every day, you have to your body has to produce serotonin every day. Or when you get up in the morning, you'll feel really shy. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it's kind of like you use that up for the day and then you need to produce more for the next, basically. It depletes every single day. This is why you've got SSIRs or whatever they're called, serotonin inhibitors, mm -hmm. which is antidepressants, which yeah. is things like uh, uh, tramadol and um, oh, uh, cytolopram. Everything's got a pram at the end. I thought tramadol <laughs> was just... Usually they're antidepressants. Um, Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not about panicking. Anxiety. They give you them for anxiety and stuff. Again, I'm not a health professional. This yeah, is what yeah. I've learned over the years. Um, but I know because um, there's there's a fantastic book, uh, Depression: The Curse of the Strong. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
Doctor again, Tim. Another Tim. <laughs> not in the not in the religious sense. No. Uh, let me look up depression, curse of the strong. Yeah, Tim can't afford. Uh, so depressive illness, the curse of the strong, is an essential book around clinical depression, and I should read by all those interested in mental health and mental illness. For health professionals, particularly in the mental health and illness field, this book should be required reading. This is what Amazon says, and most uh, good, you know, uh, health professionals. Mm -hmm. Tim Tim Cantefor is the person that wrote this book, and and I've read it uh, immensely, back to front, on numerous occasions. I've actually sent it to people privately who have actually gone through challenges online, and I've said, look, you know, I'm going to send you a book. Promise me you'll read it and understand where you are right now, and it'll give you a better understanding of where you are. And it give you, uh, and so you know, if you know where you are right now, uh, yeah, what you're experiencing is uh, is perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't realise. What they're experiencing and their health and their happiness and their mental state of mind is actually perfectly normal. But what they don't realise is in order to fix it, in order to get back on track, you need to listen to your doctor. Mm -hmm. I was one, I was one, and I'll go back to this and I'll talk about where I was before. I was in a bad place before. And I refused over the years. I mean, this is a 40-year journey for me. I refused yeah. over the years, over the 40, you know, 30 years before that. There's no way I'm taking anything. There's no way I'm getting involved in any antidepressants. There's no way I'm taking any medication. I don't need it. So for years and years and years, I just kept persevering, persevering, pushing and pushing and pushing, 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 burning the candle at both ends, burning the candle at the middle at the same time. And at some point, there was no candle left. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads to, I wish I wasn't here. That's what it leads, that's what it leads to, effectively. Yeah. Because the pain is so intense in your mind, in your whole thought process, it's so intense that you would rather not be here than continue with the pain. And 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 it can get anybody. That's what you don't realize. This is why Dr. Tim Cantefor actually says it's the curse of the strong. Mm -hmm. Because strong people can have wealth and money and have everything that you think you want, but they can still suffer from this. And and it and and People from, you know, our abject poverty can still suffer for this as well. It doesn't discriminate, just like drugs. Drugs yeah. doesn't discriminate. You could be a heroin addict and have all the money in the world. You could be a cocaine addict and have all the money in the world. That all comes down to connection, cocaine and heroin addictions, mm -hmm. um, and with, with other people and, and how you, and, and not what, what's wrong with you, it's what's happened to you. Most, most drug addicts, for example, most drug addicts, this is what they say, um, you know, it's not it's not what's wrong with you, really, it is the problem. It's what's happened to you to cause you this to happen. This is this is the, the side effect of what's happened to someone in their life. Yeah. Just, just for example, I talked about the story about when I was younger and how I was, you know, how I was abused by someone. And that led with me, that, that led to me to go off the tracks at school. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and I had no idea at that time. And that was what was what the problem was. So this so remember this all comes back to the mind, and this all comes back to health then, because the mind drives the health, and this all comes back to um, doing the things that are better for you, and that state of mind in order to help you overall and how you feel. So going back to the antidepressants and that, you know, the antidepressants are neuro inhibitors, and what they do is they slow down the depletion of serotonin every single day. So when you take an antidepressant, what happens over a period of time, because you usually take them for quite a long time, um, because it's usually a chronic problem, uh, depression. It's mm -hmm. not a quick fix. It's not like, oh, I've got a problem. And it's like, you can't be depressed. And that's just like everyday stuff. Yeah, That's like, like oh, I just feel so depressed. And it's like two weeks later, it's like you're on top of the world and everything's going your way. And that's it, over with. That's not the depression we're talking about. We're talking about mainstream chronic, where you mm -hmm. do no longer want to be here. That, like is the yeah. that is where you need to speak. That's where you need to speak to a health professional. 
And if they say you need to take this, for God's sake, take it. <laughs> because what it's doing is it's slowing down the depletion, more than likely, of serotonin it's produced in your system. And giving you a fighting chance when you get up in the morning, you've actually got some left before your body dumps it. Mm-hmm. So you actually feel pretty good. You actually feel you actually feel less less uh, dare I say suicidal. You know, yeah. you feel less. You feel like you you could tolerate today. Um, so that's why that's that's why that's important that you take that. So, but what the side effect has is it slows everything down for you. So you you begin to lose appetite a wee bit. You begin to you begin to feel a, a bit lethargic, and this is where people make the mistake about they think you'd be hyper and all the on the go all the time because that's more than likely what they've happened and how they've mm-hmm. got to the state they're in the now. So yeah. they go hyper and and they've been hyper for all these years, and then when they, when that completely slows them down, it's what they call the side effect. It's not really a side effect. It's actually how you are meant to be as a human being. It's just that you're so used to running 5,000 miles an hour that you don't realise that's not, that's not natural and sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, like a correctional thing and bringing you back to where you should be. Because what happens is, it's, if you actually analyse it, you think to yourself, I actually think most humans are meant to be like that. And, <laughs> and it's things like work and overworked and, uh, and worrying about money all the time end up putting you in a different frame of mind than what you actually should be. And and when when you think about how you are when you're on uh, the the antidepressants and you're on serotonin inhibitors and and, and and what what's happening here is it's putting you into a state where you should really be. And and that's when I began to look at the cats and stuff like that and thought, I bet that's how cat feels and a dog feels <laughs> <laughs> every single day. It's like it doesn't really have a care in the world because it's nice and neutral and it's settled. And and it and it doesn't have anything it doesn't have anything to the pressures of responsibility yeah. like you say money and... no responsibility yeah and, and then then that led me to think and and the grand scheme of things after reading his book it's like yeah I get that completely yeah mm-hmm. I get that I get that the key out of this overall what is the key learn to say no more often yeah. Because the people that suffer the most are the people that try to please other people all the time. That's what usually typically happens. I'll say that again. The people that suffer the most from poor mental health are the people that try to please everybody else most of the time. And they can't say no, even though they should say no to protect their mental health to protect them and their health itself overall. Yeah, a lot of people find it very difficult to say no, myself included. Ah, I've had to, I've now, had to think about your self-talk there, Richard. Mm-hmm. People find it difficult to say no. Just say no to me right now. No. Was that difficult? No. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. yeah. I've, had, I've had that battle myself. And... and I always felt the need to just say yes to everything, and 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 then you end up stretching yourself too thin. Yeah. So at some point in time, for you for you, uh, you need to learn to say no, um, mm-hmm. for your health, for your mental health, for your overall well being, for your for your happiness. Now, the goal out of this and what we're talked about today, yeah, is not to be happy. Wait a minute. Did you just say the goal is not to be happy? Absolutely. The goal is not to be happy. It's to be content. Content, yeah. Now, why do I say the goal is to be content, to be content and not happy? Because mostly every single day you wake up and you'll be pretty, you'll be pretty uh, content with yourself, won't you? Mm-hmm. You'll be, you'll be in a good mood. Let's say that. You're just being in a good mood overall. So that's contentness. But most of the time, you will not be happy. And if the strive is to be happy every single day and happy all your life, you'll start to let yourself down on most occasions. 
which will make you even more unhappy. But if the goal is to be content every single day, what is the likelihood of achieving that? Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Do you think then, if you're content every single day, you might on occasion be pretty happy? Yeah, that makes sense to me. And hopefully to the majority of people that makes sense as well. Because I think to, to run each day at a level of happiness doesn't seem like a realistic thing to do because you're you'd be burning yourself out. Whereas content is a good place to be and then you could jump up to those happy points. But what does social media tell us every day? You should be you should be happy and you deserve to be happy every day. Look at me. I'm yeah. so happy. Look at my car. Look at my house. Look yeah. at all the things I've achieved. Look at everything I've got round about me. Yes, but have you got this? Happiness. Have you yeah. are you content? That's the key. Because if you're not content, therefore it'll affect your health. Therefore, it'll affect your well-being. Therefore, it'll affect your repair of your body. Therefore, it will start to affect the way you act in certain ways. If your goal is ultimately to be healthy and you've got that defined, set a goal. I want to be healthy and define what health is to you in 10 years, five years and next year. Define what you're going to look like in that time. Define how it's going to be. Keep a keep a close eye on that in your mind. And then all you need to do is every day keep an eye on that. And I'll bet your bottom dollar that you'll work towards that without you knowing. Subconsciously, because you know that that's where you yep. need to be. Yeah. I think when you say subconsciously, what we really mean is you'll be conscious that you're working towards that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, like... not, it's not an unknown. It's not a like, oh, well, I'll just not do that. I'll tell you a classic example. Mm -hmm. Because I want to be that person and I want to be a lot healthier. So I walked in my habit when I go to Starbucks on a Monday is to get a mint tea and get a Beyond Meat burger. Okay. Now, the Beyond Meat burger is basically sugar, <laughs> effectively. Yeah. So what do you think I did today? I just missed yeah. it out. Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't crave it. I didn't want it because I'm now on a bit of a, a bigger mission. Uh, so I've added to my list about <laughs> how I want to live till 120, 150 year old. Yeah. I've added to my list. I saw a woman, an old woman skydiving. She's the oldest woman to skydive in the world now. And I thought, yeah, that's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've added to my list. I want to be the oldest person to skydive as well as the oldest person to run 100 metres. And these are the things I want to do. So when, I, I, never get, thought when I get to the 110 and I'm a wee bag of bones, <laughs> I expect to be like this at 110, by the way. Okay. I still expect to be like, see this expectation, see how the mindset works. So I expect to be like this at 110 years old. That is double what I am just now. But I still expect to be like this. So what do you think I'm going to do when it takes decisions and up to that journey on things that I think are going to be unhealthy for me? You're going to avoid them. I don't need to avoid them because it's just a natural selection, isn't it? Yeah. So you That's know how right yeah. avoid when you think about it and you look about it. When you think about the logic of that, you said you're going to avoid them, but you you won't really avoid them. It's just that it's you not what do you do. Yeah. yeah. This is key here. This is now coming into another mindset about no, it's just not what I do. It's like when people say, you know, are you wanting a drink? It's like, what you didn't drink alcohol. Is there something wrong with you? I, know. Well, I, just, I just don't drink. I just haven't drunk for seven years. And I have no intention of ever drinking ever again. What? No, even if, you know, even, no, even uh, celebrate someone, their life, and get a funeral or anything like that. Nope. No. no. I just don't drink. I just don't take caffeine. I just don't smoke. I don't smoke cigars. I love cigars. But I don't <laughs> smoke cigars. I just don't. It's just not me. I do not gamble. I do not drink alcohol. I only eat plant-based food. So 
see how you are saying this to us, Jim, and you're saying all that out loud. Um, and I think it brings us in a good circle because we started off about, we spoke about, about negative self-talk before we talked about your health journey and things. And as you sit there and say things out loud, that the things that you don't do, you don't drink, you don't smoke. And that's basically positive self-talk. And how, how much do you feel that that's helped you and on your journey and being where you are and where you're going to be? Because you continually say, tell yourself out loud. Um, do you know, you, you hear Americans are quite popular for doing the affirmations and things and self, self, yeah. positive self-talk. Is that something that you've you've spent a lot of time doing? And, and of course you do. I used to, when I started off, I used to look in the mirror every single time and say, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Say that to yourself every single day. Every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. That's all you need to say. Look at yourself in the mirror and say that 10 times. Now, I've changed how I brush my teeth. I'm using my left hand now because I'm stopping really? my habits. Yep. What, what's the reason for that? Because it's habit stacking. Right, okay. So you get into a habit every single morning where you do things in certain ways but it keeps you indoctrinated into that routine every single time because you're a, you're a, you're a product of your habits that you create. Mm -hmm. So excellence is no longer um, no longer what you do. It's the habit that you do. Aristotle, it's not me. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to claim that one. You know, you're a product <laughs> of what you do every single day. So excellence is therefore not what you're doing. It's, it's not the action. It's the habit you create in doing it. So this is the reason why I'm breaking certain habits to make me think outside of what I do right now. Mm -hmm. So it is a simple thing as just brushing your teeth with your left and all the way around. And it starts to starts to be different. It start it's it's no longer it's no longer a, a thing that you just do. You still brush your teeth, but yeah. you just do it with your other hand. That's really interesting that actually I didn't know well because that's the first time I've heard you say that and then the logic behind it. So Yeah. And and often and often, yeah, you're absolutely right, Gary. <laughs> Try using your feet. At some point in time I will. <laughs> Just to prove that point. <laughs> Gary's actually said that. Try using your feet to brush your teeth. Yeah, okay. Some people do when yeah, you think about it. Look at these artists. I used to get these artists that came round the door and sold their paintings, and it was people that had no arms and just feet. It's amazing. And their paintings yeah. were absolutely unbelievable. Um, so these are the. That's the. This is. This is. This is what changes your mindset and opens you up to what we call a new paradigm. Yeah. So classic part, and we, we're going to talk about this next week. So I, I actually said for next week, we should be talking about, what should we be talking about? Uh, actually, next week, well, but next week we should maybe be talking about a sense of purpose and community and how that, you know, how that will, how that manifests itself into, into this, you know, sense of purpose. Why, why do you need a sense of purpose? Why do you need community connection? This mm -hmm. is what we need to talk about next week because this goes right on the back of here. Yeah. This is why people are addicted to certain things. This is why people are addicted to alcohol. This is why people are addicted to gambling. This is why people are addicted to social media. This is why people are addicted to sex. This is why people are addicted to cigarettes and smoking. This is why everybody has addictions. It's because of community and a sense of purpose. And it's usually a lack of it. Yeah. And why it's so important to have that. So we're going to talk about that next week. But I digress there. I'm no, no. talking about the habits. So it's the habits that you stack that will make a fundamental difference overall into how you are and how you how you process the day. Um, but it will help you sleep. So you know, I'm I'm a big one. It's like I'm halfway through a film and it's like it's like ten o'clock and I'm <sighs> no, I want to get to the end of this film and I'm like. Wait a minute! I could just watch the rest of this tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Why do I need to? It's almost like it's almost like I grew up, and my mother and my mother used to say to me, "Finish all your food." There's people starving in this world. Yeah. In other words, she made me feel guilty every single time I didn't clean my plate. So does it surprise you when there's a lot of people with real trauma around that, and they end up clearing their plate even though it's bad for them? 
Yeah, and then eating eating more than what you really needed to. Yeah. Well, that's another totally different subject, eating yeah. disorders. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, we could be here forever talking about that and why mm -hmm. that happens. It's a lot to do with hyper-processed food, by the way, mm -hmm. um, and how that happens. Even your, your cats and your dogs and everything, um, it's all these dry foods that are hyper-processed that are actually causing the obesity problem for the cats and the dogs. Um, you should actually be giving your cats and dogs whole foods. Um, yeah, Back to the scraps from the table yeah. and stuff like that. That's actually better for them. We're, we're conditioned and, can, uh, you know, this is to sell us product in order to make more money. I am not selling anybody anything here. I'm not remotely interested in selling anybody anything here at all. This is timeless content I'll keep for next generations in my family so they can understand exactly, um, easily, more easily, exactly why they're going through what they're going through. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully this will help them. They'll have no idea who I am because I'll be dead and gone by then. I might outlive them. You never know. Well, <laughs> if you if you hit your goal, Jim, you'll probably be here longer than ever. Yeah, I'll probably outlive a couple of generations. <laughs> but, but then they'll probably learn as well. Remember, you learn by what you've done. Your your mother and father are, are basically your mirrors. Mm -hmm. When you first, oh god, that's another whole different subject, isn't it? Yeah. Your mother and father have become your mirrors when you grow up. So what you see them doing is what you end up doing yourself and you think it's perfectly normal because that's the world you grew up in and that's the paradigm you bought into that's what you've been taught but that's a whole different mindset and a whole different shift in terms of it's back to the flea in the jar type thing you know it's what you're conditioned what you're conditioned to do yeah and this is how we're conditioned on our health we're conditioned on our health if you run every day, if you do health exercises every day, if you exercise every day, if you eat this every day, you're going to be healthy. I, I'm here to tell you, all of it's a lie. <laughs> it's all a lie. Every single one of them. You've just got to, you've just got to learn more and understand what is the best parts of that you've been told and what is the not so best parts. Anything that you see is healthy on a packet which is a packet of food, anything that you get healthy, anything that you see low, low fat, anything that you see, it's no sugar, run for the hills. Because more than likely, it's got all the additives that have been put in there, which more or less cause the long-term illnesses aspartame. you're about to get. Aspartame. Aspartame, yeah. Linked to cancer. Yeah. Now, I can hear people out there right now saying, oh, it'd be a right boring life. It's like, that's not what I want to live. Hey, nobody's asking you to do that. Do you think this is really boring for me? I'm, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> it's like, if you've seen me on podcasts and on, on, on uh, other things out just doing normal stuff, running in the morning, it's like, I am wired and fired and hyper and ready to go. Mm -hmm. I'm wasn't. I'm desperate to get up in the morning. I'm looking at the clock going, is it no time to get up? Is it no time to get up? Can I really get up at half past four? <laughs> it's like, and it's like, no, to hell with it. Just let's just get up and get on with the day. Um, because because this paradigm tells me that getting up at half past four is no normal. That's not what everybody else does. It's like, but I tell you what, you get a hell of a lot more done for your day because you've got no interruptions from everyone because no one's up at that time. Now, I'm not saying I do that every single time. But there's times I desperately look at the clock and think, I've, I just, I've had enough sleep. It's like, it's time to get up. It's like, but it's the middle of the night or middle of the morning. Um, so that's why you've got, that's why you've got to, that's why you've got to understand how you think. So mastering, go, let's go in a nutshell around here to your health yeah. and your wealth and your happiness. Um, mastering what happens up here is probably the most important thing. But understanding and processing the right information and getting the facts yourself from the experts and professionals is even more important. Don't just listen to what you hear on the television and, and what you see on packets and supermarkets because ultra -process, everything that's in a packet is ultra-processed yeah. and that's probably the worst thing. And that's why it comes back to saying that this is why you go because you're doing it right. This is why you go from this to this in a week it's not genetics that is not genetics that does that that is having the right mindset the right yeah. nutrition and the right health regime that's how you heal so quick so if you're not recovering to 
to round us right into close the loop. If you're not recovering as quick from any illnesses, it's because of what I've just discussed right now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's down to that in a nutshell. It's nothing else other than that. This is why we get people that die, you know, have heart attacks at 50 and 55 or strokes and stuff like that. And everybody goes, but they were out on their bike all the time. They were running, they were healthy and they were exercising. It's like, yeah, but how much alcohol were they ingesting, which yeah. is ether, basically chemicals? How much bad food were they eating? How many times were they having fried food? How many times were they having Chinese? How many they having, you know, what was other, what was the ultra processed foods that they were eating as well? And what, how, they were, how were they actually looking after their body? That is what causes the problem. So it's not anything to do. So again, I come back to saying, if you're taking a lot longer to recover from illnesses, there's something you need to sort out. Most people like myself didn't get the illnesses in the first place. Look at Djokovic. Yeah. Everybody goes on about vegans. Oh, vegans this and vegans that. And these these peely wally vegans. It's like Djokovic is vegan. They need to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Hamilton's vegan. Yeah. Carl Lewis, the 100-meter sprinter, has the world record for 100 meters gold medal. He was vegan. All plant-based diets. All the people that are ultra-successful and live long, healthy, happy lives are plant-based. Do you know, listening to what you're saying there about um, not believing everything you see in a packet, like sugar-free, that's and, and then getting up at half four in the morning and, and thinking, oh, but nobody else gets up at half four. Or people that are vegan, it's like, to me, that just screams, and it's like what you do in business. Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. Yeah, or do yeah. differently. Most people put everybody else down when they do things like that because it because it makes them feel better because it highlights their because them doing that highlights to what they're doing wrong. And nobody wants to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So rather than be wrong and the fact that you can't change it, I'll have a go at the person that's doing it right yeah. and tell them they're wrong because it highlights my failures. How many people have been there? Yeah, definitely. Me included. That's what people do. We're just we're only human. That's how we think. Mm -hmm. We don't want to, we don't want anybody to tell us we're a failure. That's the worst thing in the world. We want everybody to love us because that's what that's what we're all here. That's what we all crave. We all crave the love of other people. Human connection. And that's yeah. what we'll talk about next week. And yeah. that's what drives every decision. That's what drives every decision. The love, the, the need and the craving for love from other people and human connection, that drives everything in our lives, all our decisions. Everything you've decided to do or everything you've decided not to do is purely comes down to that single thing, the need to be loved and appreciated by others. Well, for me, that's a good way to end today's show, but then... If you've enjoyed what we've spoke about today, we're going to have a really good continuation on the next week. And like you say, discussing the sense, uh, the, the benefits of having that, that, or the sense of purpose and love and things as well. So that's quite yeah. good. But there was a lot of good uh, references in here today, Jim. Obviously, Jason Vale um, for the juicing, and then Tim Spector, and also Tim, uh, is it Contifer? Yeah. Tim Spector is the uh, nutritionist at One mm -hmm. Zoe. And he, yep. he's got a huge amount of that. So Tim Spector, uh, Dr. Tim Spector is the nutritionist. You'll get diary with CEO as well. There's one in uh, Steve Bartlett's. I don't want yep. twice now uh, talking about different things. And uh, Dr. Uh, Tim Cantafor, so Cantafor, C-A-N-T-O-P-H-E-R, wrote the book, Depressive Illness, The Curse of the Strong. And that's a must read definitely for people if they're struggling Good. with their mental health at all. And to understand, especially if you've got chronic depression, if you're really in a bad place right now, a bad mindset, and, and you're thinking about it, it's all over, you need to see a doctor. That's the first most important thing. You need to speak to them about it. You need to talk to them about it. But also, this will help you understand why you are like that right now. Because I'll bet your bottom dollar in five years' time, you will be here and you will be happy as Larry once you sort all this out. Yeah. You will, definitely. I'll guarantee you that. It's only a minor blip in your life that you're going through right now. That's all. Nothing else. 
Tomorrow's another day. It'll be a completely different day for you. And what you're experiencing right now with your deep depression will go away at some point in time in the future. Happiness will prevail again. You need, there's something doing right now. You're going through this and that's why you're going through it. And it's easy to resolve if you speak to the right people and it primarily starts with your doctor. Yeah, I think they're really wise words, Jim, and obviously you speak for experience. So hopefully if anybody's watching and they, they do feel like that, then that's helped. Um, Gary, you, you did jump in earlier and ask, is, is there an advantage to juicing rather than blending? But I think Jim explained that where you yeah. do a combination of both. So, uh, but juicing yeah, yeah. Blending, is it difficult? If you go and blend in straight away, and here's a classic example, Nutribullets. Mm -hmm. um, you're just getting all the insoluble fibre as well. And all that's going through is just bagging you up and getting dumped. Yeah. To me, that's, you know, that's, I don't, I don't need that. It's just, it's just going through your system for the sake of it. But you do need a lot of fibre in your system. Again, Dr. Tim uh, Spector actually talks about that, why it's important yeah. to have the fibre in your system uh, on his podcast and in his books. Good. Okay. So let's end, uh, end that here today. And we'll do a continuation next week with, um, a sense of purpose and things as well. Uh, so until next Monday, 12.30, we'll be here. That's us. Bye-bye for now. Thanks very much, Jim. <laughs>